Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Cordimus. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boys, Davy Crockett. Coming to you from the T-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. Today it is June 21st, first day of summer. If you live in Florida, every day is summer. It is Wednesday, and I am your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there today? <sighs> Oof. All right. So I made it back. Look at that. Wednesday, right? I told you. I told you. Actually, I almost didn't do the show. I was kind of like, ah, tomorrow. But, nah. Wanted to get this stuff out because um, I think it's vitally important for me, for you, <clears throat> for you to be able to hear my voice. Uh, you're welcome. All right. A couple of things real quick and we'll get into this. I don't think this will be a very long show. <laughs> Two hours later. A uh, couple things, guys. Please, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, please, Follow the show. Share the show. If you have the option to give us a rating, uh, give us a five-star because, you know, it is pretty fucking awesome show. I, I do. It just has me, I'll tell you. But, yes, follow the show. Share the show. Um, guys, it really it depends on you to help me spread this word. I'm not going to spend money on advertising the show, promoting the show. You know, it's it's a free show. I already pay for the uh, podcasting service and the uh, website and all that stuff. I really don't want to keep paying money out for a for a hobby. So I will continue to to do this show to the utmost uh, enthusiasm that I can muster. Um, 
but as far as growing the show, it's going to depend on you guys. So please follow the show, share the show with your friends, with your like-minded people, guy, you know, people you work with, whatever. And then uh, if you guys are so inclined, if you're on social media, guys, you can follow us at Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Talker. And on the Twitter machine at DTOM underscore 1775. If you're not on social media, that's fine. You can find us at DontTreadOnAmerica.com. From any and all of those situations, you can message us. You can subscribe to the website. You can uh, email me from there. You can follow the show. If you subscribe to the website, you will not get a bunch of spam, a bunch of crap. I, you know, It's hard for me to find time to do this show. It's even harder time for me to be able to write blog or you know blogs or whatever on the website. So you will not get bombarded by a bunch of crap, trust me. But from any of those situations, like I said, you can contact the show. Like like I talked about on Monday. If there's things going on in your area, especially if you're outside of this country, you can send that stuff to me and we'll cover it. We'll try and see how things around the world it's not just an American thing. We can see how these things are coming together. And oddly enough, as, as our international audience grows, I think that's becoming apparent that people in other countries are realizing, hey, this isn't just a Russia thing or this isn't just a Spain thing. This isn't just a uh, trying to think of some a Canadian thing. You know, these aren't things singled out to your your um, country. And I try to bring that up on this show because obviously the majority of my listeners are from America so I'm trying to let the folks in America to listen to the show realize this isn't just an American thing. This is a world thing. When we talk about deep state and we talk about those things, obviously a lot of people, um, when you hear the word deep state, you think automatically rush or <laughs> Russia, you automatically think, uh, Washington, you know, deep state operatives and CIA and all that stuff. And that's, you're not wrong, but they're just a part of it. They're, they're the United States aspect of the situation, of the world domination, of the world takeover by these elitists. All right. I think that's all I have as far as the crapola. So let's get into the mix. So, <laughs> this broke, uh, I think this was last night, uh, broke this morning. Um, you guys recall playing when you were a kid, and maybe you still do, I don't know. Playing the game um, Monopoly, right? You played Monopoly, Boardwalk Park, Park Place, right? You remember you'd land on Community Chest or uh, what was the other one? I think Chance was the other one. And you had to draw a card, right? So you remember you draw the card and it would say, Oh, bank favor in your error. Collect $200, right? So uh, the, Ukraine evidently just drew the uh, Community Chest card for, uh, for their version of Monopoly. Following up from um, some announcements earlier this year. During the department's regular oversight of our execution of presidential drawdown authority for Ukraine, we discovered inconsistencies in equipment valuation for Ukraine. In a significant number of cases, services used replacement costs rather than net book value, thereby overestimating the value of the equipment drawn down from U.S. stocks and provided to Ukraine. Once we discovered this misvaluation, the comptroller reissued guidance on March 31st clarifying how to value equipment in line with the financial management regulation and DOD policy to ensure we use the most accurate of accounting methods. We have confirmed that for FY23, the final calculation is $3.6 billion, and for FY22, it is $2.6 billion, 
for a combined total of $6.2 billion. These valuation errors in no way limit or restricted the size of any of our PDAs or impacted the provision of support to Ukraine. And while the DOD, while the DOD retains the authority to utilize the recaptured PDA, this has no bearing on appropriated USAI or Ukraine PDA replenishment funding approved by Congress. So in other words, they uh, had an accounting error in the Pentagon. If you understood what she was saying there, she was talking about uh, the value of equipment and so on and so forth. <laughs> Nonetheless, the final tally is that, oh, by the way, we're giving Ukraine another $6.2 billion. Now, here's the way I look at it. So I, I looked at this article because I was like, okay, so we're giving them another $6.2 billion. It was, uh, like I said, banking error in your favor, right? Of course, it goes down as a Pentagon, <laughs> Pentagon, Pentagon uh, accounting error, whatever. We've already given this country $112 billion, and that was just in 2022. So <laughs> from February of 22 to December, well, I, I would assume it goes by fiscal year, so it would actually be from February when, when all this stuff started to uh, at the end of January, so whatever. Nonetheless, $112 billion. $112 billion. That's roughly $10 billion a year, or I'm sorry, a month, given to this country for whatever. Oh, and by the way, we fucked up. Here's another 6.2. Now, I would assume, based on her jargon, that that 6.2 is mixed in with the 112. And that's just for <laughs> that's just for twenty two. Um, I think. Uh, let me see if I can find it. So Justin, um, let me see. Where is it at? It doesn't give me a number for twenty three so far. But nonetheless, and, that, and that's just United States. That doesn't count. Um, the other countries around the world. But nonetheless, so I would assume, based on the way she tried to fancy word it up, the 6.2 was part of the 112. So we already committed the 112, so we're not really giving them extra money. But I know 6.2 billion sounds like a lot of money. But uh, let me let me break it down to uh, real people's money. Okay, let's say you had 112 dollars. Because that's that's real people money, right? If you had $112 in your pocket and you uh, lost $6, okay, would you miss it? I mean, you probably would be like, oh, shit, I had $112 and I only got $106. You'd probably be like, all right, I must have used it for something, right? And that's kind of the same, <laughs> you know, when you're talking billions of dollars, not millions or hundreds of thousands billions six billion what what could you do with six billion dollars what could you do with six million dollars which is a fraction of six billion so we gave them 112 amongst whatever other countries gave them and oh by the way we we fucked up on the calculations so here's the other 6.2 billion we owe you are they really missing it? What could that $6.2 billion go to 
in this country? What could the $112, $112 billion go to in this country? We're giving money to whatever. We have no idea what it's what it's for and who's getting it and what they're doing with it. Oh, they're fighting a war, Don. Are they? Are they really? I mean, in my opinion, and we'll, we'll get into this here in a few minutes, it's more of a situation of we don't really know what's going on over there. We know what we're being told is going on over there, right? And we've talked about this before as far as propaganda, mass media, whatever. You don't know unless you've gone over there. You don't know. And I would venture a guess that you haven't been over there. If I'm wrong, please contact the show. I just gave you all the information. Don't try to America.com on Facebook, whatever. Find me. If you if you can tell me any different, please talk to me. But <laughs> this quote unquote war is costing you and me a shit ton of money. For what? For what? That $112 billion could lock down our border, could keep us from being invaded from the South. And I'm not talking about, oh, you, you hate Mexicans. It has nothing to do with Mexicans because most of the people that are crossing the border aren't even Mexican. It has nothing to do with that. What could we do in this country? What could we do with homelessness? What could we do with uh, veteran homelessness? Homel- homelessness in general. How many hungry people are there on in this country alone? How many people are going without medical care in this country alone? How, how far could we stretch that $112 billion for you guys, for the American citizens? We give so much money away to foreigners. Not and We're obviously just talking about Ukraine, but I could do a show on how much money goes to every country in this world. You would be astonished. You want to know why we're 30-whatever trillion dollars in debt? Because we give our fucking money away to all these other countries. They don't do a goddamn thing for us. So, done with that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll probably circle back around. In Jen Saki language, we're going to circle back around to that. Because everything I'm going to talk about here today is going to kind of coincide with one another. And it's all going to encompass in the end. Just So, check this out. So, do you guys know what happens in 10 days from now? So have you heard, I'm sure you have, we've talked about it and I'm sure you've heard it some in other places, hopefully, but the Fed now, which is a, a uh, transaction-based situation, um, starts in 10 days, July 1st, which is consequently a Saturday. Not only is it a Saturday, but it's July 1st, which is <laughs> three days before July 4th, which with that being a Saturday means that a lot of people, not not hardworking individuals like yourself and me, who, you know, like I have the weekend off just because I have weekends off. But bet your ass I have to go to work Monday and Tuesday, the 3rd and the 4th. I, I'm not one of these people that get the, the holidays off or get, oh, the, the holidays on a Tuesday, so four-day weekend, woohoo! I, you know, yeah, that don't mean shit to me. The 4th of July in general does. But the fact I got to work, <laughs> it is what it is, right? But there are a lot of people in this country that will have a four-day weekend. They'll have Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday off. Okay, it's just 
good for them. I'm not not hating on them. It's it, you know good for you. But isn't it consequence or coincidence? I guess is a better word that this thing that not a lot of people are even talking about means it's ten days away. Uh, is and no one really talks about it to tell you what it is. So you you have to look for you have to find out what is fed now because conspiracy theory wise it's a whole slew of things and I'm going to get into that here in just a second the story they're telling us is a whole nother different situation but I'm going to tell you their story versus the real story and how it affects you guys or all of us not just you guys and what what that is going to lead us to so the fed now as it's told is um it's explained as a new instant payment system, okay? Now, what does that mean? Okay, most of us have dealt with PayPal or you might use Venmo or Cash App or I don't know all the different things. I, I've heard of Venmo, Cash App. We talked about, oddly enough, I can't recall the guy's name off the top of my head, but the inventor or creator or whatever of, of the Cash App was murdered, what, two months ago, I think it was, two or three months ago. In uh, San Fran, right? You remember that story? We talked about it. And uh, rumor had had it that this gentleman was going to sue the government because the way the Fed now system runs is the exact same way the Cash App system runs. Now, I've used Venmo once. I probably use PayPal more than anything, but that's mainly... When you're buying stuff online, if you link your bank account or a credit card or whatever through your cash or for, through your uh, PayPal app, it's easier to pay stuff. They don't really have direct line to your bank account, and it's easier to get refunds and so on and so forth. Um, you can say whatever you want about PayPal and it being evil and stuff, and I get it. And you could use other means of payment, like uh, what's the one parallel economy? Okay. Here's the thing about that <laughs> is when you're buying stuff online and you guys probably know this just as well as I do, <laughs> PayPal's already there. So it's a lot easier to use that. But whatever, whatever. Venmo and Cash App is more if I if, if I'm not mistaken, is more of a way to send people money. So like if you want to send your your kids, you know, some money, you could Venmo them or Cash App them. I don't I don't know exactly how it works. I'm old man. I don't mess with that stuff. But um, essentially, the Federal Reserve plans to roll out its long-anticipated faster payment system called FedNow in July, which is July 1st. This will be the first government-created platform to help your bank transfer money in real time. So as I read this article, just think about that, okay? <laughs> it's similar to what the private sector has already created through payment apps like Venmo and Cash App that send funds almost instantaneous, instantaneously, but outside of bank accounts. FedNow has been years in the making. It's potential impact on global banking industry with thousands of financial institutions able to access the system has generated not only praise, but also concerns and confusions about what FedNow will actually do. So, before I... Get the record straight. That's how it's read. So let's get the record straight. So before we get into that, let's just read 
what they said. <laughs> it's similar to private sector. What's wrong with using Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal? What's wrong with that? Using that outside of your bank accounts. Now, I'll say this about that. I know there's a Venmo app. Like, I can put a Venmo app on my phone, and however it works, I can do it like that. Or I can put the Cash App on my phone. But I bank with Bank of America. I know evil bank. I get it. Whatever. The problem <laughs> the problem with going to smaller banks is they get bought out by these bigger banks, so I might as well just stay there. Whatever. We're all going to be fucked here pretty soon anyway. Just hang on. I'll tell you about that. But uh, on the Bank of America app, you can use Venmo. So if so, opso, it still runs through your bank account. So... um. I think the out quote unquote outside of bank accounts is is if I'm paying let's say I have a yard guy. I don't, but let's say I do. And to save him from paying taxes, I Venmo him a hundred dollars a month for, for lawn service, whatever. Versus writing a check or whatever. Um, then there's no there's no record, there's no federal record of that transaction. It's kind of like me giving him $100 in cash, essentially, right? Well, they don't like that. They, the federal government, doesn't like that because they can't track it. If I paid the lawn guy a $100 bill, here's your, you know, every month he he charges me $100 a month for the yard. He doesn't, I don't know what it costs because I do my own yard. I'm not lazy. <laughs> but I'm just trying to set an example. You pay him $100 cash, okay? Well, there's no record of that transaction. I mean... He knows I gave him 100 bucks. I know I gave him 100 bucks, and that's between us. But the government doesn't know, and now, you know, Bob, the, the lawn guy, doesn't have to pay taxes on $100. You understand? And, and Venmo and the Cash App kind of work the same way in that same sense. If I cashed app him $100 for the lawn services, same deal. That's why, if you recall, I think it was the end of last year, they said they tried to pass that bill saying that if you then receive Venmos more than, I think it was $600 a month, then you would have to pay taxes on that. And I'll give you an example of how stupid that is. My daughter and her husband have a house that they rent out. Now, my son was renting the house at the time. So the rent was... Uh, I don't know, eight, nine thousand, whatever it was. I think it was about a thousand dollars a month. Under the rules that they tried to pass, I don't know if they actually passed them or not, or if it's still in the works or what's going on with it. But um, <clears throat> he was going to have to pay her two separate transactions so she wouldn't get dinged tax wise. Because if he Venmoed her a thousand dollars, she would get dinged on taxes for that thousand dollars because. The government would think he paid her $1,000 for services rendered of whatever kind. And God forbid, that's income. That's $1,000 income. You need to pay taxes on that. When in actuality, most landlords don't pay taxes on rent. I mean, as far as I know, they don't. So, basically, <laughs> what this whole FedNow thing is, it's just like private sector cash apps or uh, payment apps, whatever. No, it's not because now the Fed has record of whatever you're doing and whoever you're paying. 
so that if you're paying Bob the lawn guy, they can tax Bob the lawn guy. You understand how this works? It's not just giving your kid 50 bucks to go out for the weekend. They want to be able to track what you're doing with your money, who's getting your money, and why are they getting your money. And I say it's, it's none of your fucking business. And you could you could be sitting here right now saying, well, fuck it, I'll just give cash. I'll just give the lawn guy 100 bucks in cash. I'll just give my kid 50 bucks in cash. Okay, yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do when that's not an option? Well, what do you mean? I'm getting to that in a second. So Fed now, this has been in the works for a while now, and its potential impact on global banking industries. So why, why, if if you bank at whoever, okay, let's just for shits and giggles say you bank at either Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Chase. Uh, I'm just trying to think of some of the top banks, right? <clears throat> you don't need to use any of these apps. Let me ask you a question. If you pay your bills online, which a lot of people do, okay, my wife, she'll get on the computer and she'll pay the mortgage, right? She goes on there, her the, the her bank account is linked to the mortgage, right? She goes on there, you know, around the first of the month, uh, pay the, the bill, <laughs> boom, paid. So you put in your checking account number, right, your account number, your routing number, however it works out. And that money comes out of your bank account. Okay. I've recently <laughs> bought stuff on uh, eBay from Australia. Right. My granddaughter saw something she wanted. It's in Australia. Okay. How much is it? It was whatever, 60 bucks or whatever in Australia, which is only like 40 bucks here. Use a credit card. Boom. <laughs> Guess what? Stuff came. <laughs> Federal government had to get involved. Why do you need them to be involved? You don't. <laughs> the quick answer to that is you don't. The reason they are doing this is because a couple of things. Number one, surveillance. They keep track of what you're buying, who you're buying it from, what is it, and why do you need it. Number two, they can see what you're buying, who you're buying it from. <laughs> what that means is, let's, for example... Let's say you go on one of the ammo websites that I frequent, Palmetto, Armory, or whatever. Uh, I'm going to buy 1,000 rounds of whatever. Oh, you are? <laughs> Not so much. That's what this is about. It's about control. And even if it's not about control to the sense that they're going to deny your transaction, which the guy can guarantee you, eventually you'll see this. If you just for example, if you're a person that buys ammo online, which I have, I get it. It's cheaper. It, it whatever. Guarantee you, after you tally so many purchases, you're gonna get cut off or you're gonna get a knock at the door. Guarantee you. Or if you buy certain gun parts, knock on the door. ATF. Hey, how's it going? Uh, guaranteed. This has nothing to do because. They tried to get different uh, credit card companies, MasterCard, Discover, uh, Visa, to to contact, not necessarily contact, but record transactions 
of when you would go to a gun store and buy a gun or buy ammo or buy whatever. Whatever they don't like you buying, they want information on that. So they found that they couldn't do this because states and people sued the credit card companies. Um, So this is a way around that now. On top of the fact that if you have to pay some sort of percentage to these apps for use, I don't know that you do or don't, but if you do, well, that's obviously a tax that the government will collect. Now, what they say FedNow is, is the first U.S. government created and backed uh, portal allowing banks to send and receive funds almost instantaneously. I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> How many times have you used your debit card or your credit card? Like I said, I bank at Bank of America. I have a debit card and I have, you know, I have three credit cards. Today. <laughs> and you go to buy whatever and you use one of those cards. Does it not instantly come out of your bank? Do you not use your debit card to go to buy gas or go out to eat or whatever? And it's instantly out of your bank account? Have you not used a credit card, especially a bank credit card, <clears throat> to buy something? And it's not instantly recorded on your, on your, uh, in your bank account? So I ask again, why? You have instant transactions. And I love the part, almost instantly. Well, it's just as almost instantly without FedNow. I know you use your credit card, you buy whatever. $100, boom, I bought, you know, for example, took my wife to Victoria's Secret. She wanted some some shorts and a couple shirts and whatever. Okay, yeah, whatever, here we go. Whatever it was, 100 bucks. Okay, boom, it showed up. I swiped the card. Two seconds later, if you look at your bank account, there it is, 100 bucks, Victoria's Secret. Now it also will say pending, okay? That's your almost, instantly. Well, the transaction has to process. They got to make sure it's a legitimate process. Da-da-da, takes a day or two. That's as instant as it's going to get, even using FedNow. So why do we need this? We don't. It's to watch what you're buying and who you're buying it from. And if you bought way too much, the Fed already has a payment portal, but it doesn't operate in real time. Unlike Venmo, Cash App, and other money transfer apps that allow users to instantly send money between apps and accounts. Excuse me. But to receive money back into your bank account, whether from a check, direct deposit, or payment apps, you have to wait a few business days or bide your time over the holidays and the weekends. When FedNow launches, you'll be able to make payments, say on your mortgage, within a few seconds. You'll be able to send funds on the due date rather than having to plan. See, that's a lie because (laughs) anything you pay, you can pay it on your due date and it records it as it being paid on that day. You don't have to pay. It's not like write your, (laughs) they make it, pardon me, they make it sound like you're writing a check and you're putting it in a fucking mailbox and you got to hope that it gets there in time. That's not how any of this works. They're lying to you. That is not. You'll be able to send funds on the due date rather than having to plan several days out for an online payment to clear or up to to a week for the check to be processed. For a check to be processed. No one fucking does that anymore. They're lying to you. They're trying to make it sound like it's convenient. I've never not once paid a bill 
online that if I happen to wait till the due date to pay it, which I generally don't, but whatever, that it hasn't processed. It might not be processed 100%, but it shows that it was paid on the due date. So I ask you again, why? Have you ever paid a bill online that you went directly to the source, whether it's a credit card bill, uh, your electric bill, your mortgage, whatever, your car payment, that that hasn't processed on that day you did it? Or at least given you credit for that day. It might not have processed that day, but it gives you credit. I paid it on the first. It, it's paid on the first. It might not have cleared till the third, whatever, but it got paid on the first. You get credit for that. They're making it sound like, oh, you're going to have to use our app or you're going to have late bills. The fuck y'all am. The fuck I am. The only reason they want to do this is to watch you more than they already are. So it goes on to say, because this is the conspiracy theory. And I always believe that whenever I hear those terms being thrown around, that it's not conspiracy theory. It's wait for the truth to happen. <laughs> Will Fed now replace cash? No. The Fed now system will not replace the dollar digital currency for that matter. Okay. Okay. Let me see. Is there anything else? Uh, is, will Fed now create a digital currency? Critics have speculated Fed now will create a digital currency, but the Fed has tried, tried to dispel this false information by flatly saying Fed now is not related to digital currency. Part of the confusion stems from desperate, I'm sorry, separate discussions on whether the Fed should create what is called CBDCs. The Fed has clarified that it's made no decisions on issuing CBDCs that would only proceed with issuance of a CBDC with an authorizing law. Issuing CBDCs is something that would certainly need congressional approval for. Fed Chair Jerome Powell uh, told House Financial Services Committee in March, um... Countries including Bahamas, China, India, and Nigeria have launched CBDCs, and more than 100 nations are exploring the idea, idea, including the United States, by the way, because that was an executive order that Dipshit McGee signed. Some other, uh, some countries are looking whether central CBDCs could be a safer, faster transition between banks, blah, blah, blah. So the point of CBDCs, central uh, bank digital currency, is a way to transfer money easy. It's digital, right? So the conspiracy theory is that this is opening to the door to that. Well, I just told you what Fed now was. It's a way to transfer payments. What the fuck's the difference between this and CBDC? The difference is instead of you having a thousand dollars in your bank account, you would have a thousand tokens or CBDC credits in your bank account. Now those tokens or credits would essentially be a dollar. But you couldn't go to the bank and take out $100 because dollars, cash money, doesn't exist or won't exist. And they try to prepare you guys during COVID. That was another phase of COVID that they tried to do. How many times did you go to the grocery store, go wherever, to buy something, and it was card only? No cash. Uh, you can't get cash back at this restaurant. How many times did you see that? And we were told it was because there was a cash shortage or because, you know, COVID, everyone's going to die. You can't touch money because it's dirt. It's dirty. Right? You, you've probably heard all that. Well, they did that to get you used to not using money. How many of you guys listening to this, in, at least in America, 
I can't speak for the rest of the world, but at least in America, how many of you guys don't use cash anymore because of that? You got used to using a debit card or using your phone for that matter. They've been preparing this, and I've talked about this before. They've been preparing us for this for a while now. In my opinion, this all started with credit cards 60 years ago, right? I think that also was a way to start making people depend, you know, used to be people lived their life, lived within their means, right? They worked a job, they made whatever they made, they bought whatever they bought with the money they had. Issue the credit cards. Well, then you didn't have to use the money you had, and you could put it on credit and get in debt. And that's part of the problem this country's in. I'm not speaking to you because I'm <laughs> no better than you guys. I'm sure I'm <clears throat> I'm not in crazy debt, but, you know, obviously I buy stuff, I use a credit card. It is what it is. Most of them I pay off at the end of the month, but, you know, some purchases you just can't pay for. So I'm not preaching to you, trust me. But um, point being is in the early to mid-90s, they, they in, introduced debit cards, <clears throat> right? You guys don't think about it now. You use a debit card like it's not, like it's not a thing. But <laughs> I remember when I first got a debit card trying to convince stores that it, <laughs> that it wasn't like a credit card. Oh, it says MasterCard, but it's a debit card. It comes out of my bank account. And it's like, because it was new, it's like you had to convince them that this was legit. Um, now you don't think nothing about it. Stores don't think nothing about using debit. You hit the, hit the machine. It says credit or debit. You hit debit. Boom. Right. They've been preparing you this and then <laughs> introduce cell phones or, you know, not cell phones, but smartphones. And probably within what the past, I don't know, five, eight years, they have Apple pay. You have Google pay. You, oh, just link your credit card, link your debit card, link whatever to your to your phone, you don't even have to. You, and, and once again, not preaching to you because I do it too. As much as I can sit here and talk shit, I do it because it's convenient, which I get. I need to stop it just as much as you guys need to stop it. But they've been preparing us for this moment in time. Like I've said, nothing happens overnight. This is a process. Okay? So, why... <laughs> why would we think or why would we be worried that um, FedNow is the introduction into CBDCs? Well, why do you have states across this country, Florida, I think Alabama, Mississippi, I think Texas, and I'm sure there's some others, have already passed bills or are in the process of passing bills that says CBDCs will not be allowed in their state? Okay, so you have to ask the question, okay, if <laughs> if the Fed says you... Um, <clears throat> The dollar bill is no longer, it's just CBDCs. Okay, so in Florida, for example, Ron DeSantis signed a bill recently outlawing CBDCs that don't exist. He's outlawed something that doesn't exist. So why would you waste your time outlawing something that doesn't exist? Well, because he probably knows it's coming. Okay? And other states have done the same thing. It's not like this is a Florida thing. If... um. <clears throat> If the government says your dollar bill, which isn't a Florida dollar bill, it's United States Treasury note, right? That those no longer exist, you have to use these, you know, CBDCs. Well, what the hell does that matter about the state of Florida saying whatever? I still need to be able to buy shit. 
I still need that dollar bill. So what was it? Florida going to issue their own money? I, I don't know. I'm just asking a question here. So you get into CBDCs. The U.S. government is reportedly, now this article is um, from June 6th of this year. So you're talking, what, about two weeks ago. The U.S. government is reportedly exploring the creation of central bank digital currency. That's not reportedly. That's fact because Dipshit McGee signed the bill last year. It's, it's not a report. It's, it's happening. They are exploring. It's not they reportedly are. They are. According to Treasure, <coughs> Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, the digital dollar. So I'm, I got to take a sip here. Hold on. The digital dollar could help lower transition costs. I'm sorry, transaction cost. It's about to start storming. And uh, support a faster payment infrastructure in the U.S. While Yellen might like the idea of CBDCs, digital assets have gotten a bad rap recently. Privacy, privacy advocate experts worry that digital currencies would give governments too much control over how and where people spend their money. Many see them as ultimate tool of the government financial surveillance. It doesn't. It's not a, a wonder. It's it's a fact. If you have a digital currency, okay, just as much as me using a credit card or using my phone or using your debit card, it, that can be tracked, right? You have a bank statement every month that says you spent whatever, wherever, right? Now, that's your private business. The government isn't supposed to have access to that. Not saying they don't, but they're not supposed to, okay? This would be a federal-issued currency. Okay, well, the money that I get is a, the $100 bill I can pull out of my pocket is a federal-issued currency. What, what's your point, Don? No one knows you have it but you. That's the point. If you have a $100 uh, CBDC coin, the government knows you have that because it's tracked. It's traced. They know it's there. If you get a paycheck, you know, I got paid today, I got a $500 paycheck. Okay, you once you if you cash that check and you have $500 bills, five $100 bills, right? Who's to say where, what, and when that money took place? You did get it. Yeah, we gave it to you. We saw you get the paycheck. We taxed you on it. But if you cash it and you have that cash, no one can trace what you're doing with it. Unless you are unless you personally are under surveillance and they watch every step you take, which, you know, they probably do. But you can't track a dollar bill. You can track digital dollar bills, especially government-issued digital dollar bills. Once again, the Fed now is the doorstep. Just like the credit cards back in the 60s was the doorstep to these things. And it wasn't that, okay, MasterCard, Visa, whoever uh, was in cahoots with the government to create this. It wasn't necessarily that. It was to lull you into the convenience aspect. That led, once you got uh, retailers used to the operated systems of a of a um, credit card you slide that into the debit card well now it's not a credit card it's coming out of your bank account but same basic idea convenience then that moves into your phone convenience moves into <laughs> moves into you getting the chip in your arm convenience it's all about convenience so, like you want to carry all this stuff around let's just do this but 
take your Fed now or your CBDC, you go to the gun shop and you want to buy that new fancy AR they're selling. Uh, denied. Uh, you go to the gas station, you need to fill up the tank. Uh, you've already gotten your allotment of, of gas for the week or the month. Denied. It sounds far-fetched, and it sounds very much conspiracy, uh, conspiracy theorist, whatever you want to call it. I get it. But look at the track record, guys. Look at the track record. And then that leads us into cyber attacks. Have you heard about cyber attacks lately? Urging private sector partners to take immediate action to shore up their defenses against potential cyber attacks. We've previously warned about the potential for Russia to conduct cyber attacks against the United States, including as a, re as a response to the unprecedented economic costs that the U.S. and allies and partners impose in response to Russia's further invasion of Ukraine. Today, we are reiterating those warnings, and we're doing so based on evolving threat intelligence that the Russian government is exploring options for potential cyber attacks on critical infrastructure in the United States. Okay. Critical infrastructure, they're focusing on <clears throat> utilities, banks. There's been reports that people are having issues now. Um, of course, we have to use the boogeyman, Russia. Okay. Um, but is it a Russian thing? In 2020, Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum warned of an impending cyber attack that will take down all of society. Pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack, which would bring to a complete halt to the power supply, transportation, hospital services, our society as a whole. In 2022, Joe Biden stated that sending tanks to Ukraine is called World War III. Just understand, don't kid yourself, no matter what you all say, that's called World War III. Earlier this month, managing director of the World Economic Forum, Jeremy Jurgens, says that a catastrophic cyber event will likely occur in the next two years. 93% of cyber leaders and 86% of cyber business leaders believe that the geopolitical instability makes a catastrophic cyber event likely in the next two years. 31 M1 Abrams tanks to Ukraine. And today, today I'm announcing that the United States will be sending 31 Abrams tanks to Ukraine. And now, all of the media is warning of nuclear war or a Russian cyber attack. That'll be the first time they actually discuss it in Congress when we are hit with a massive cyber attack from Russia in response. If you are not suspicious by now, then you are not paying attention. Our government is not at war with Russia. They're at war with the American people. And in order to build back better, they need their cyber attack. Now they have a cover story, and the media is sticking their finger into the PTSD wounds of all Americans so that we do nothing but sit at home in fear. So, like he said, 
<laughs> it's not Russia. This attack is going to come from within. And it's interesting how in the last couple of weeks you've been hearing, or you should have been hearing, about these quote-unquote cyber attacks. And isn't it, isn't it coincidental that all this is happening in the middle of June, towards the end of June, just just around the same time that this no big deal Fed now thing's supposed to roll out on a possible four-day weekend on a Saturday at that. Not even that it's a four-day weekend, but it's starting on a Saturday that happens to be a holiday weekend. In the meantime, have you not noticed all the military movement within this country? You've seen trains with tanks and trucks. You've seen physical uh, military vehicles on the ground in cities, not out in the fucking desert doing doing uh, training exercises. In Philly, in San Fran, in L.A., you've got ospreys flying over California, Southern California. You've got military buildup on the border, on huh, both sides of the border, by the way. You've got troop movement in Montana, in Idaho. Why? Why are these why are our military making moves in this country? It's not training exercise. I saw a video, I think it was in Arizona. Military movement. Guys were happening <laughs> the military vehicles stopped at a truck stop to get gas. Guy asked, what are y'all doing? Oh, training exercise. And this was on a Tuesday. Guy's like, I'm former military. When I was in the National Guard, all of our military exercises took place Friday through Saturday, uh, through Sunday. This is Tuesday. And most of our <laughs> military or our military exercises didn't take place in town. You got to think, if you've ever been in the military, depending on what you did, you... Uh, <laughs> Especially within the last, uh, you know, 20 plus years. Uh, well, I should say 30 years. Uh, you trained in Southern California. You, or, you know, not like in L.A., but in the desert, I should say. Right? Why? Why did you train in the desert? Well, because we're going to the fucking desert. <laughs> if you... If you think your enemy is going to be in a certain climate you train in that certain climate if you think we were going to war with with russia for example we're training in northern alaska if you think we're going to uh to vietnam <laughs> we're going to train in florida and south uh, louisiana why well because you want to train in like climates if we're going to go to the middle east we're going to train in the mojave in uh, Southern Cal, uh, East, or I'm sorry, West, Arizona, New Mexico. We're not training in Philly. <laughs> We're not training in L.A. We're not training in Idaho. Well, we might train in Idaho, parts of Idaho. <clears throat> but you understand what I'm saying? We're not flying, flying ospreys over civilian areas. Chris told me about... Uh, video he saw with a weather guy, I think it was in Nebraska, talking about, oh, this appears to be a rainstorm, when in actuality it was just a military operation. What the fuck does that mean? And he just talked about it like it was no big, no bubbles, no troubles. <laughs> like, it looked on the radar that it was rain, but it was, and then I see this video of all these Ospreys. <laughs> I thought they were drones. There were so many of them. 
I thought they were drones until they zoomed in on them. So what's going on? Why is this all happening together? Now, I know I opened the show with talking about Ukraine and their money and their bank favor and their error. What does that have to do with anything? Well, nothing really. It's, it's the whole point of the Ukraine situation is to make Russia to be the boogeyman so that we can, we can paint a story of how Russia hates the United States for giving Ukraine money to fight the war that may or may not be actually going on. So, therefore, Russia, in retaliation of that, is going to create cyber warfare against the United States. So, bet your ass, when the lights turn off and you don't know what the fuck's going on, they're going to blame it on Russia. So, here's what I'm going to say about that. We're screwed. No. Um, <laughs> what, what I have to say about that is this. Um, I listen to other podcasts, much like I'm sure you guys do too. Although this should be your number one, I get it. Other guys work five days a week doing this. I work five days a week at a real job. This is just a, a hobby, you know, right? <laughs> What's the tagline, Don? What is it? Oh, yeah, it's a full-time job with a part-time podcast. So I'm going to say this and whatever, whatever. I totally disagree with listening to a podcast, and I'm not going to say any names, but you've probably listened to the same podcasts, okay? But all of these guys will sit here and say the things I'm saying right now. Not that they have. I haven't necessarily listened to anyone, and they're talking about most most of the podcasts you listen to is <clears throat> Hunter Biden just signed a cushy uh, bullshit um Plea deal on tax evasion, blah, 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 gun charges, da, da, da. Okay, cool. Those are just f- smoke screens to, to hide behind the bullshit that's really about to happen. Oh, Trump's being indicted. Fuck Trump. Fuck Hunter Biden. I'm worried about me and all this bullshit that's about to happen. Everything you see on the news is a smoke screen. You're not hearing about the Fed now about to crank up, about the CBDC is about to crank up. You're not hearing about the cyber attacks. You're not hearing about all the military movements. Why? They'd rather give you bullshit stories about how Trump's a bastard and he needs to go to jail and how I saw on the news today. They had John Durham in front of Congress, in front of Senate, uh, about the John about the Durham report. Who fucking cares? Hunter Biden just signed a damn... Uh, uh, plea deal for uh, cushy misdemeanor on Fed t- taxes. What would Wesley Snipes say? Who cares? Who cares? Does it really fucking matter if Hunter Biden goes to jail for 20 years or he gets a slap on the wrist? Does it matter? We knew this was going to happen. This isn't breaking news. Your breaking news is this. Now, when you listen to these obviously more popular podcasts than me, so... I'm not, I, it sounds like jealousy and maybe it is whatever. And I get it. If I did this for a living and I had sponsors, I would have to work away into selling those sponsors. Okay. But every single one of these people that have a podcast that are way popular than me have at least this one same sponsor. And I'm sure you've heard it, right? Uh, I, I uh, Patriot, Patriot uh, food supply, I think, is what it is. It's any what, whoever it is, they're pimping these uh, MRE companies, 
So you have like Wise Food, you have uh, Patriot Supply, you have uh, Ready Foods or whatever it is. Whoever, whatever, whatever. If you've ever gone to any of these websites, and most of these people will tell you, oh, you need a four-week supply for each member in your house, or you need a two-month supply for every member in your house. Have you priced this shit? So, and then a lot of these guys' taglines will be, the best day day you'll have is when you're throwing it away because you don't need it. And it's got a 20-year, 25-year, 30-year, 60-year, 80-year, whatever, uh, shelf life on it. Okay. And then the shit costs seven, eight hundred, you know, hundred, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars, whatever, for these kits per person. Now, I don't know about you, but most people in this country can't come off of that money to buy those foods. So, if this shit's about to happen, if there's about to be a cyber attack, I'm not going to tell you, go to my Patriot Supply and buy shit. Because... Who has that kind of money on top of having to pay your mortgage, your car payments, your credit cards, your grocery bills, buy gas? I mean, not to mention the fact that inflation has pretty much fucked us all. Who has the extra money to drop on that bullshit? Here's what I say. If you have the extra money, if you don't have a gun, go buy one. I'm sorry. Go buy a fucking gun. If nothing else, buy a shotgun. Okay? Why? Why do I need a shotgun? Trust me. You're going to need something. Now, I'm not sponsored by uh, Remington or Mossberg or whoever else makes a shotgun. I'm not sponsored by Winchester or Federal or Remington or anyone that makes shotgun shells. You do you buy you a reliable shotgun. Okay? At least. Secondly, go buy some food. Go to the fucking grocery store. Okay? Buy you some food. Now, I would assume that most of the people listening to this probably have a gun, so you don't need to worry about that. Maybe stock up on some ammo. Why is that important? Because when the shit hits the fan, if I'm right, do you want to have to face someone trying to come in your door looking for food because they weren't ready? Right? Now, as far as food is concerned, I live in the state of Florida. We're in that time of year where it's hurricane season, okay? So if you have half a brain and you live in the state of Florida, you constantly buy water. You don't wait till the last minute. I mean, there's a lot of people that do. I get it. Like I said, half a brain. In the meantime, buy some extra water. Every time you go to a store, buy an extra case. If you normally, I drink water every day. That's all I drink except for when I'm doing the show and I have a glass of whiskey. Which, you know, doesn't hurt to have an emergency either. <laughs> but um, if you drink water on a regular basis, like I might go through a case, case and a half a week. When I say a case, I'm talking 35 bottles. Um, so I'll buy, you know, like three cases, four cases a week. Even though I'm only going to drink maybe two of them. Because I'm stocking up for, not necessarily for the end of the world, but, you know, hell, Right? I live in Florida, so I'm stocking up so when the week a hurricane shows up and all these fucking idiots run to Walmart and run to Publix and run wherever and buy up all the water, I'm sitting here, I'm good, I don't need water, I got it, okay? Furthermore, when you're going grocery shopping, and this isn't a Florida thing, (coughs) you go to your local grocery store, if they have BOGOs, buy one, get one, buy two, get one, 
50% off, 4 for 4, 5 for 5, 10 for 10, whatever it is. Buy it. Not to say buy shit that you're not going to eat. Buy stuff that you're not like. For example, tuna fish was on sale the other day at the store. My wife only eats a certain kind. It was on sale. I said, let's get a couple of things of it. A couple of four packs because just in case. Right? Buy stuff you're going to eat. Watch the dates on what you're buying. Rotate your stock. Buy shit you're going to eat. Buy green beans. Buy peas. Buy corn. Buy Chef Boardee. Buy tuna fish. You know, if you eat the shit anyway, buy it. You know, Thanksgiving, I know it's June, but it's not that far away. Most of that stuff, the the green beans, the the French onion stuff, the soup, most of that stuff will last you till November. The date's on it's probably a year or two. Buy it now. <laughs> what the hell? Just in case. Stock up on the little things. Okay, if you have a general make generator, make sure you have gas. If you have propane tanks for your gas grill, refill them. <laughs> Get you a couple of refills. It's it's the little things. Go when you go to the store. If you go to Lowe's, go to Home Depot, go to Walmart, whatever. Get you some extra charcoal. It's it's the little things you don't think about until it's too late. So I'm not gonna sit here and say the world's coming to end. Go spend a thousand dollars on my Patriot supply. Fuck that. <laughs> if you have that money to do that, by all means, knock yourself out. I don't have a promo code for you, but you do you. Or, <laughs> or hear me out. Go to the grocery store and just buy you some extra groceries. And that's all I got to say about that. So with that being said, today is, <laughs> with that being said, today is Wednesday, June 21st, 2023. And you guys have a great day. Please make sure you're following the show, share the show, and I'll be back Friday. You guys have a great day and uh, get ready. 